0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Picture Must Be Doing Something Right podcast. I'm Joseph and I'm, I'm here with Jamie. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about another one of the Best Picture nominees for the 2022 slash 2023 Oscars <laughs> 95th Academy Awards. And that is the um, the sequel to Much Anticipated Sequel Long, uh, long Overdue Sequel to. Top Gun, which is Top Gun Maverick, directed by Joseph Kaczynski and starring, of course, Tom Cruise, uh, Jennifer Connolly, Miles Teller, Val Kilmer, John Hamm, amongst others. And the general plot of the film, um, according to IMDB, after 30 years, Maverick is still pushing the envelope as a top naval aviator but must confront ghosts of his past when he leads Top Gun's elite graduates on a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those chosen to fly it. Um, I must say, it makes it seem a lot less fun than it actually is. And a a lot more like horrific, uh, ghostly elements. I don't think that's in the film. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think there's a bit of... I don't want to say PTSD specifically, but sort of traits of that, um, which if you've seen the first film you'll know all about. And um yeah, this has been this has been a film that's been put off a few years, hasn't it? It was supposed to be released um somewhere twenty twenty. I remember seeing the trailer for this in cinemas pre-lockdown. Like really? when I, when I was watching the films for the um the twenty nineteen films. For the Oscars, uh, that happened in 2020 when Paris, like, I think it was like the, I think it was before like listen Women or something. That's that's like how far we're going back here. Um, the first trailer came out for the film, and it's been put off for so long because um, Tom Cruise has been so specific about it getting a uh, yeah, I remember that part of it, wide yeah. release. Yeah, um, he did a, because because the thing is they got massive like um offers for streaming services, um, to release it when. All these other big blockbusters were um, looking at alternative options because of limitations when it comes to cinemas. Not all of them being open, long periods when all of them were shut, and also restrictions in terms of the number of uh, audience members allowed yeah. in at one time. It just wouldn't have um, wouldn't have made that much. I, I know, like you had like Tenet, for example, that still went ahead with that um, with that release, and I think it ended up being the highest um, the highest earner of the year, but that was only because, of, um, because it was the only film to do so. So a lot of them have been put off. A lot of them came out last year. Um, sorry, the previous year, so 2021. But there was still restrictions in 2021. So I think the release, waiting on a full summer release, 2022, was a great idea. And, um, and when you have a film as good as this, uh, I think it was an absolutely uh, brilliant call and it's made a ridiculous amount of money. And it had a good streaming release anyway through uh, the newly created Paramount Plus as well. I find it uh, very interesting. We did have this this way this
1: backlog wave of films in twenty one and twenty two, yeah. I think probably Top Gun Maverick is the biggest and latest of them. Maybe one of the last maybe, to do it
0: it... Yeah, maybe Avatar two, but that's just because that's been put off for so oh, long. Oh well,
1: that's that's its own little story there. To be fair,
0: yeah. The, that that we'll get onto that when we talk about Avatar two in a later episode, but it's, it's um, like which is also nominated we, for best picture.
1: When you think of these, like you know, hotly anticipated sequels decades after the release, it's right up there with Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, thing we'll that,
0: <laughs> the thing is, what's mad is like no one was particularly asking for it or begging for it. In the same way, like you can compare with like Avatar two. It was always expecting. When are we going to return to this world? It was the highest grossing yeah. film of its time. Um, its was released. Was it? Yeah, two thousand nine, and it was. It's something with a still established audience. People that saw the original Top Gun in cinemas aren't necessarily We're never the same type.
1: Expecting... To- yeah. Well, yeah,
0: sorry. I don't know Not what you're same saying. Audience, never yeah.
1: expecting sequel.
0: No. Um, and I don't think many people were expecting it to be good. I remember when I saw that trailer for, like, um, back several years ago now, three years ago now, um, thinking, nah, that doesn't really appeal to me. Um, especially when you've seen, like, backlash towards people like Miles Teller, who's, who plays an important role in this film. You're thinking, this is set up for a flop. Um, and... Yeah. Well, I be guess true.
1: Miles Miles would have been like cast like half the back of like Whiplash, when he was the next the next big thing. In, Probably and, off the back of that. of course.
0: Yeah, I mean. So he, he was
1: like, I mean, to if it's not like he's disappeared, but I think he was set up to be a much bigger, bigger is... name in terms of a co-star.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a bit was, rude like, to say,
1: but I think you know I'm, tra- you know, I'm, like what I'm trying to say. Like a two-hander sort of thing.
0: And it does sort of end up being a two-hander kind of film in a certain respect. His his career hasn't really lifted off as much, as, as you say, as unintended. we probably would have expected. Yeah, a lot of the films where he's played the lead roles films like uh bleed for this um war dogs to a lesser extent i think that's a good film uh films like thank you for your service get a job allegiant insurgent you know these kind (laughs) of films where he's playing like lead roles even like spiderhead that came out last year as well obviously chris hemsworth thinking like these are like gonna be his big break and instead um he plays the um we're allowed to say it, the son of the um yeah, the, yeah, the deceased character it, from yeah. the um original Top Gun. We, we, film. we
1: didn't talk about how much of the first Top Gun. <laughs> we can, we yeah. can spoil <laughs> I but,
0: think we can spoil that. It came out what, I think three
1: right, retro negative yeah.
0: spoiler warning for Top
1: Gun uh, one. I've, yeah apologies. ninety from the eighties.
0: Yeah, the the Son of Goose um from that film. Um who obviously dies in the first film, and then that's sort of like how the drama takes place in this film is um, Maverick, um, sort of like reluctantly taking on this role, he's sort of forced into it, isn't he? Um, helped out by uh, Val Kilmer's character, who who reprises his role in, in the film from the original, and um, and Harris we also film. see a coming from Ed Harris at the beginning of the film as well, who's always brilliant always a great screen presence always great yeah. to see him um on screen and he gets off with this job and he's uh teaching the new lot of um uh top gun pilots so similar sort of premise to the first film in terms of we go through this sort of like academy sort of system um but instead uh, tom cruise is now the captain rather than the um rather than one of the graduates and, yeah, and it it's no sort longer the like, cool up and
1: coming, up and coming, you know, a protege.
0: Yeah, and I think he's, that's it's what his job to be a teacher this time. That's what sort of works for the film. I feel like it's it's Tom Cruise dealing with his age. You know, he's got a love interest played uh, by Jennifer Connelly, who's of a similar age to him. And also you know, another
1: massive eighties, though. Obviously, yeah. very deliberate there.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: the way it's addressing nostalgia and that style of film, also yeah. it puts a very modern modern blend on it, a very modern yeah. coat of paint.
0: And I I really like that sort of um, the tangent it goes on with those two. I think they have really good chemistry, and um, it separates the where where you could have it where it's all all flights and all and all action sequences i think it brings it down to earth a bit and you see sort of a different side to tom cruise which isn't doesn't have to be all action you see um you you can see him being really charismatic and really leading this film in a way that he hasn't done for a long time i mean this is a guy that hasn't been oscar nominated since 1999 with magnolia um he hasn't the the lead roles he's taken on have been Sort of like unsuccessful um, action films, or unmemorable. Word, I think is a better term, and or no, yeah, or just like the Mission successful. Impossible films. Yeah, financially <laughs> successful, not
1: necessarily critically.
0: Yeah, um, this is very much a comeback in terms of showing what he can do and showing that he can lead a film and show that he's one of the icons of his era. Um in terms of leading man. Like,
1: uh, there's also a statement here, a very meta statement of him being uh one of the one of the last kind of pure movie stars. Yes. Where he he's the name that's supposed to be selling the film. Of course, in the film itself, Maverick is the last of this generation of right behind the wheel right in the thick of the action daring pilots and how everything's becoming more modernised. So one thing that's really carrying the film is that very meta
0: theme there. Yeah. Yeah, again, it is a case of dealing with passing on to a future generation, um, which he does as a character and his difficulty in sort of letting that go, but also showing that he's the best of the best and um, really... Sort of holding his own above and beyond everyone else. He's not going to sit back and watch other people do it. You know, when you have sort of the the training sequences where they go out there and sort of like, oh, you got to reach this margin, and you you have this much margin for error. Um, you got to work to these times, yeah. get to this place by this point, and that and him just sort of like, I'll show you how it's done, sort of thing. Um, it, yeah, it, he really carries the film so well but e- even then i feel like it's even des- despite all that i feel like the film holds its own um regardless of like who's in the central role because it's so confident confident in sort of um kaczynski's sort of like style of the film it looks amazing he sort of directs these action sequences absolutely brilliantly so they're intense and fast-paced and really well edited and um and you sort of get a bit of everything you get sort of like every emotion sort of ticks off and i think it works so well as like a classic blockbuster which you just don't yeah. see that much of well, anymore.
1: i think it is also an improvement on the first in terms of the way it's shot and the very modern approach to action sequences
0: yeah i mean on imdb at the moment I've, there's this sort of like montage going on um, as I'm looking at the screen now, and it's got sort of like the two um, films intertwined with each other, and you can tell in terms of visuals, just just the difference in colour palette. That sort of like orangey tint in the colour palette just makes it work, it just works so well, especially as a, as a summer film. And it it also I think that that beach scene is so, even though like the first beach scene from the first film was so iconic, I think the second one holds its own as well, it's sort of like being the most memorable moment of the film. It's the one that went that went viral. It, it had the amazing something. song from One Republic. It just it, it's it's nostalgic. It, it does
1: something other late sequels just really have struggled to, to to do. And maybe it'll be a bit of a trend breaker, but it can have the nostalgic moments and the throwbacks while also adding something new to the series yes. as a good sequel is supposed to do as I compared it to yeah. you know, the Dumb and Dumbers and the Zoolanders that just come out of a late, mediocre sequel just yeah. to try a quick cash grab.
0: And, and I often find with um, sequels, I say this with, when it's like, okay, you've got the same actors, but you haven't necessarily got the same characters. And and also like, yeah, yeah, you've got sort of the same premise, but it doesn't feel the same or look the same. And this I think the film shows that it doesn't have to be the same it can use modern technology to its advantage and say okay we've had this like period of time between films how can we take advantage of that so like if you're just going to make this film like two or three years after the original got released then it would look pretty much the same as the first one Um, but having this gap in time how can we take advantage of that by using the modern, updated technology to our advantage to so make the stones look better, make the visuals look better, uh, have it more tightly edited in specific areas, and I feel like that's is catering to this new audience. And I feel like I I really didn't like some of the criticism I saw for the film. There hasn't been much, but the, some of the criticism I saw when it came out originally, where it was where I think it was Guy Lodge, um, who's the uh, critic for the, for Variety, I think he works for the Observer as well. Um, or has done some work for them as well. And he said, like, all these films were were, were ten a penny back in the day. Um, but it's like, yeah, but it's not back in the day anymore. It's like <laughs> yeah, very few films that it's, feel it's, it's like it's that, that anymore. Yeah. It feels like a like film,
1: like... as Harry Siles would say, a film kind of film. Yeah. Sit it's, down it's a watch a movie. Kind of film. Yeah. It's a movie I think it a good feels like point. a movie. <laughs> It's a very good point. It actually does feel like that. And that is, I think that's part of what's got it. I don't know. Another year it might not have been nominated for best picture, but, but here we are because it's offering something new and something familiar at the same time. Definitely.
0: Um, but then again, I feel like it would have been a real disgrace if it hadn't been, maybe that's, maybe that's a harsh term. I think it would have been <laughs> very sad if it hadn't got into, especially in the year of 10, um, when it's been the best, it, uh, an article that's all released every week about it being the most critically acclaimed film of the year in general, 96% um, approval rating Man, from it's... critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 99% from audience ratings, rating it as positive. It's hard to, co- I, 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 I can't imagine coming out of this film and feeling negative, negative thoughts towards it. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, maybe kind of, maybe I mean, the Joker would fielded. because because uh, all he feels is all he has is negative thoughts. Oh sure, right, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe him only. He's um, he's
1: the one he percent.
0: <laughs> audience score. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, and it's an um, odd
1: criticism, but I guess you could say it is very inoffensive in that sense. It's yeah, not it a mainstream. that's going to stop it from getting. I think winning a lot at the Academy Awards is that it's not daring in that sense it's not really challenging anything
0: it doesn't reinvent the wheel it's it's not like yeah i i get what you mean i i get that feeling as well um it doesn't have like that that bite to it i think it plays it pretty safe but sometimes that's what you want that's certainly what i wanted going into it just to have a good time um and i think it also makes you feel other emotions as well other than just enjoying it there's intensity to it there's edgy to sort of action there's also really um sweet personal moments in it and i think it's held down by that um tonker's performance which is a lot better than people give it credit for um um i i don't know you, about, about you but i feel like you definitely should have been nominated for a best actor like i don't I, know
1: who i would take out
0: he uh, personally... has been nominated
1: for Best Actor in other, in other places, but I don't yeah. know who I would remove
0: uh, from the Academy. In a year of five, I've seen all five, Um, I would personally take out have I think he's better than both Bill Knight and Paul Mescal. Oh, I don't know. I'm just
1: yeah. so happy about the Bill Knight because, <laughs> because of how unexpected it was. I would the not want to see... Yeah. Uh, a list without that. Now that I've seen it,
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, I feel like it's difficult because after I feel like I some
1: needed something.
0: Of the five films, I feel uh, uh, in the best actor category, I think Living is the best film of the five, and it works because of Bill Nighy. So I understand why, but I don't think what he does in the film is particularly groundbreaking. And I feel the same about Paul Mescal as well. Because I, I feel less... It's, it's a different thing about Paul Mescal because in After Sun, I don't think it rides on his performance as much as it does on The Young Girl. He's... A lot, I, not... I mean, he's lead, but he's not, like, the undeniable, like, not, like, like in every scene sort of lead. He's the secondary lead. It, it's right good in a
1: sense because I did not expect when the marketing for Maverick really, really, like... Started getting going properly in 2022. I was not looking at that thinking that's going to be a conversation about best actor in yeah, the and six, it, seven months. And,
0: and to be honest, Tom Cruise wasn't that much in the conversation. There, there was just like, he was just no, the number six for the year, I think. He only got a Critics Choice nomination, he didn't get nominated anywhere else. Um, it was a pretty inconsistent year. Like at matter. SAG, you had, <laughs> you had um, Adam Sander nominated at SAG for Hustle. So that, and um, you had, yeah, Daryl McCormack nominated at BAFTA for um, uh, Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. You had people like Hugh Jackman nominated at the Golden Globes and um, Jeremy Pope as well, both nominated in the Best Exo Drama category at the Golden Globes. So, you know, that category was sort of all over the place all year. And apart from those sort of like set five of um, uh, Paul Mescal. Uh, Bill Nye we already mentioned, but also Colin Farrell, uh, Brendan Fraser, and Austin Butler. With those last three being the ones that are um, it out for a win. Yeah, um, I must say because we won't mention it because it's not, my, not made for Best Picture. But I saw The Whale the other day, and uh, Brendan Fraser should win comfortably. The film's not great, but he is just. I saw your letterbox trivia <laughs> He is, yeah, he's just amazing. Like, like Ar- say what you will There's about Aronofsky, time. and Aronofsky is inconsistent to say the least but man does that guy direct great lead performances you think like mickey rourke in the wrestler you think Natalie portman in black swan and i feel like um fraser's performance is up there because he's sort of like he adds subtlety to a film which is just off the chain melodramatic shouting as you would find in a it's like a just like a filmed um theater play really
1: I mean, the film doesn't hide anything. He's the poster. They are yeah. going for the best, that actor same picture, and best yeah. makeup. That's <laughs> <we? Yeah>. so, <laughs> That's yeah. That is what's carrying the film.
0: Yeah. And th- this brings it back to Top Gun Maverick. When I saw someone say, like, how can you nominate Top Gun for six nominations, right? Including Best Picture, but not nominate Tom Cruise when sort of like he is the film. He is the one that you're talking about say, after. And you-, and you just come out of. With- uh, come out of the film. I remember putting him a review, and I saw it I was like Tom Cruise just is that he's just that guy. He's the man. He's just. I think.
1: I think there's a case for the spectacle also being a, a, a main anchor of the film, and it has been nominated in best visual effects.
0: Unsurprisingly, yeah. I, I just feel like there should be more. Um, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say, it's like um, because obviously the dominance that blockbusters have in the film industry but I think it would be nice if there were more uh, performances from blockbusters nominated at the Oscars, like in like action films, because an uh, an action film performance is difficult. Performance. <laughs> an action film performance is very difficult to pull off. It's much more difficult than people give it credit for, and The same with comedy as well. Um, oh, comedy is very don't diff-
1: nearly enough credit. I mean, some actors have said comedy is
0: harder. Yeah, for, and we've seen both, we've sorry. seen like some more. Uh, tendency but more like in the supporting category. So like uh Maria balkova for um for barrett Two, for example, got nominated in spotting actress, same with uh, Melissa McCarthy for Bridesmaids, like these kind of performances, but it's like it's very very difficult to pinpoint like specific action performances that aren't like war films. So like Andrew Garfield in hacksaw Ridge, for example, you would consider like an action performance. Yeah. Um Bradley Cooper in American Sniper, but these are also like war films and very personal films. Um they look at they're they're bio, they're biographical films. I don't know at the end of the day, and like you could say, like, okay, Angela Bassett potentially going to win this year for what kind of forever, but again, she isn't like doing the action. You know, it's she doesn't play like an action based character in the film. It's like uh, Michael B. Jordan getting nominated for the first one, for example.
1: But anyway, um, awesome. the Academy does love the war film, so there's no there's no yeah. surprises there.
0: But then again, it is quite nice that they're they're rewarding. In fact, smaller actors or and smaller films over people like Tom Cruise. He's been nominated loads of times. So it's just a, a shame that he's just never won before. And I feel like if he was in contention to win, I think it would be more dif- uh, disappointing that he missed out but because he's not going to win. It's like anyway, so it's like okay, that just gets his what fourth fifth nomination whatever. I just saw, sort of and he is nominated the... for as a producer as, as well. So I must say that. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say,
1: um, it just clicked for me that Top Gun, not a war film, technically, but it is a military film. So it is, yeah. It could be part of what they attracted it to the Academy. Yeah, I think there's... Only really Avatar is, yeah. like, proper... I mean, it has a war in it,
0: I suppose, but it yeah. is an action film. Well, I think that the is, thing yeah. with Avatar is, like, because they nominated the first one, and it's so, like, visually different than everything else, and it's just so popular as well. Like, again, yeah. like... You think Top Gun well Maverick right? It's so that a great argument for it getting into Best Picture is because it's so popular, and so many people saw it. It's the same with Avatar. Avatar, they, those are the top two um greatest film of the year. Avatar two, then then Top Gun well Maverick. So I think it, it would have been a real shame if, if especially if if this film didn't get a Best Picture nomination. It's not going to win. Uh, but I think it definitely deserves um, that nomination that it received. Blockbusters
1: um, have won before, yes. Although, what, what comes to my mind is Lord of the Rings Return of the King, but that's obviously that a yeah attempt, that, that, yeah. That's representing the whole filmmaking
0: achievement, and it won fair. 11 out of 11, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, well
1: deserved. Well no, what are we talking about?
0: <laughs> but also, you have films like Ben Hur and Titanic, these sort of epic films. It's more yeah. epic films that tend to win rather than action, specifically like action based films, um, action blockbusters. Well, what category
1: do you think it's as it's think... the best
0: chance for it? Because I don't think Maverick is, is an epic as such. No, no, I don't think so. I, I, th- I think it's just a straightforward, like action blockbuster and I feel like that's a a big differentiator too mainly because like epics just don't sort of exist anymore it's a shame um in terms of it's best chance of winning something um best sound I mean I mentioned a couple of yeah I uh, I mentioned on a previous episode that I felt like quite on the Western Front could um win that category um but I feel like it would be it's it's hard to argue against this film deserving best sound, like it's just especially if uh, so many people saw it in cinemas and stuff. where well, they wouldn't have done with All Quiet on the Western Front* because um, that was a Netflix film, so that might be the advantage it has. So if like that'll be another IMAX, thing that
1: pays off uh, Tom Cruise's decision
0: to win is if it gets these technical categories like visual yeah. and sound, visual effects. I don't think it will win. Uh, *Avatar 2 is just like yeah. It's just gonna win, isn't it? It's like I, I, <laughs> I don't think anyone can argue against that, really, because it's like three hours of just pure visual effects. Sure, it is. It's it's CGI to a T. Like, like Top Gun Maverick is a it's a combination of real life stunts and some visual effects where it's not possible to do it um, in real life. But for the, the general part is. Is, um, I'm going through them at the moment. Oh all right, yeah. Oh, i was just making it through one by one. So yeah, um, so we've spoken about visual effects and sound. Uh, a bit of a surprise nomination was its nomination for Best Adapted Screenplay. I think it doesn't get oh, in, talk in a about normal this... year.
1: We talked about this two weeks ago about the, this adapted category and the, the idea of the sequels.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just oh, a yeah, very yeah. weak year for Adapted. Because the only thing that's like adapted from it, because it comes down as characters from the film Top Gun yeah. by Jim Cash and uh, Jack Epps Jr. Um, bear in mind that um, neither of those are involved in no, writing that this film.
1: So much worse, and not not as in the screenplay. I mean, as in getting into Yeah. off of one right.
0: character. It the, literally says the character Benoit Blanc, but <laughs> actually. I think it is more similar. It's more of a case for it being adapted than Maverick, right? Because in in terms of carrying over characters, there's only really two. There's mentions of other characters, but it's only really Val Kilmer's character and Tom Cruise's character, yeah, which are passed over from the original films, and they are very different, especially Val Kilmer's character, which we'll get onto in the spoilers section. Um, with, um, because Benoit Blanc is Ryan Johnson's character, he's adapting another story for him to be involved in, while these guys are just creating something brand new, slightly based on the original. So it is a tenuous link. I don't think it's like an original screenplay as such, but but when you've got like all quite on the Western Front, which is adapted from a novel, Women Talking also now, um, adapted from a novel, and um. Living, which is uh, adapted from and the a film, film. Yeah. Akiru. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's different, isn't it? But it doesn't have a chance to win. Because no, it's, yeah, not, it's, not that it. great, it's not that great a written film. No, no, in
1: terms of dialogue, it's not got that punchy, flashy, sort of writing style that wins in best screenplay.
0: I just think it's mad, like, compared to last year, like, you look at any of those that were nominated last year and they'd win in a landslide. So, code ended up winning, um, which again was adapted from another film. But like, if The Power of the Dog was in this lineup, it wins in a landslide,
1: doesn't it? Drive my
0: car definitely would win, as well. Here, so
1: it's just um, strange. I don't know. Is there better choices? Am I forgetting some films that should have gone in here?
0: um, I would have personally um, would have liked to have seen. She said, nominated here. It got well, snubbed completely know. and it was a massive um, flop, but it's such a well-written film. Very underrated as well, um, with uh, Carey Mulligan um, in the central World, as well as, I can't remember her name, Zoe Kazam. It's a good film. I recommend people check it out. And, it, and the, way it, it? Was, the way it was the major snub in this category. How oh, was that adapted? It. It's a play. Oh, okay. And if you've seen the film you can definitely tell <laughs> yeah, <I love> <laughs> but because it's adapted from the same guy who wrote the screenplay as he wrote the play but i don't oh, think he right. it. i don't think he adapted it for the screen very well because it just looks like a film to play it's all set in one one uh space for like 99% of it so um,
1: i think it's always worth trying to go a bit more visual if you're going to put it on film yeah, I think I'm it that just
0: it just backs up that they like the film a lot, which is great. Yeah. I'm a bit disappointed to see it missing out in direct to the I think it's it often happens when blockbusters are directed by someone that isn't a household name, that they sort of go under the radar a bit. Um I think Kaczynski's done a fantastic job with this film, especially with the pressures of following up from sorry, who did I did the original, was it um where did it go? This sorry for my sorry for my ignorance here um <laughs> tony scott was quite tony f- scott oh close yeah. <laughs> yeah following up from from the job that he did obviously it's always going to be difficult um following on from that um and tony honestly, scott obviously passed away in um, that, 2019 2012 just being that bit more visually impressive yeah I think he does a great job. Um he got nominated at DGA, so I was quite hopeful that he would um get in. But um miss out. Um as as I mentioned before about best director category, they're more tend to, to to go towards like um international uh, directors. Hence why you've seen like Triangle of Sadness get in there as sort of like that fifth slot while the other four were sort of set in stone from the start. Yeah. Um I think it could have been like getting in over Triangle of Sadness, which would have been a better nomination in my opinion, but it is what it is. Um what haven't we mentioned? Uh film editing. Uh, we'll ah,
1: yeah. We'll get
0: on to song. Uh film editing, I think it I think it deserves to win ed- film editing, if I'm being honest. Weird. Weird. Um it but actually, everything ever all at once. Probably. Yeah. I think it's gonna be that. It's between we those two. I last think. Week, didn't we? we did Banshees last week, so yeah. Yeah, Banshees was nominated in this category. <laughs> I don't think it's going to win editing. That's no, really... no, surprise
1: no, nomination because no. it's such more quieter as we talked about.
0: Yeah, but I think it's a bit more condensed a bit, um, and also editing is sort of like as I say another mini bit, best picture. It just shows how strong those films are. But well, Elvis and Tar don't have a chance because they're so long. So they're I haven't seen Elvis.
1: Um, just from the clips I've seen, it looks like that biopic style of flashing yeah. about going from Bohemian being in Limousine to being on stage to being backstage and
0: very flashy between everything because Bohemian Rhapsody won in this category it means it has a chance yeah but you <laughs> that's look, true yeah. it's it's directed in a edited in a very similar way but you look at the more recent uh winners films like June winning Dunkirk Hacksaw Ridge um Mad Max Fury Road, which I think is a very... I wanted to mention that earlier. I think it's a very like similar comparison between the two in terms of resurrecting a franchise and sort of making something that Blending didn't have a... The nostalgia with like the new style. Yeah, but something that didn't have an established audience. It wasn't like... Isn't made specifically for fans of yeah. um, the previous films and people can go in without having seen the previous films and in, and enjoying them the same. I think it's very similar to uh Mad Max Fury Road. And it's not surprising both of the films were heavily uh, Oscar nominated. And um yeah, as as I say, the, the last as you mentioned, uh, best original song. I think I have it winning just because it's Lady Gaga, who's obviously won before for um a born. But the, the advantage Good of that was uh Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. Good contender. That, yeah, I think it's got a chance because it's going to be like performed at the ceremony. So uh, if it if well if it is, haven't confirmed yet. Yeah. But they usually perform them all. Yeah, I think so. Like that's what sort of like pushed her over the edge. Obviously the you know, the voting's done way in advance, but the fact that Lady Gaga was going to be performing and her performance at the um at the Oscars doing shallow was amazing. Yeah, um, yeah I remember that. She also did an amazing performance um when she when she I think she performed um oh, what was the what was it when Sam Smith won? It was um Oh so it happens to you. She was nominated in this cast in twenty fifteen, put in an amazing performance in twenty fifteen, uh and, and a ceremony in twenty fifteen for a song from the hunting ground. And um Sam Smith ended up winning. Which Rod was James very Bond. disappointing. Yeah, for all Spectre yeah.
1: Oh, I hated that. Yeah, someone no a good James um, Bond song.
0: Yeah. No good, they, uh... Yeah, they said that um they were the first uh gay person to win an Oscar, which wasn't true. What? Elton John had won in the same category. <laughs> 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 sort of like, how do you get that so wrong on the biggest stage? Oh. Basically misquoted um Ian McKellen, who said because he was sort of because Ian McKellen was in contention that year, not nominated, but sort of like uh, in the conversation for best actor for Mr. Holmes, right? And he said if he was if he was to win, he'd be the first openly gay um actor to win best actor, right? At the Oscars. And uh Sam Smith interpreted as any the no gay, gay, gay person. Never... Yeah.
1: Right. Honestly anyway, to make but yeah.
0: But um, and i John to, to
1: just like ignoring like that. But okay, yeah.
0: I remember mentioning to you about like the this Lady Gaga song. And you said that you just hadn't heard it, and like, I I was going to listen to it before recording this, but I just forgot, and I don't have any reason. This to year, yeah, um, because mean, it's, because it's in the credits,
1: of course, I have. Yeah, yeah, well, I would have heard it when I watched it. In yeah, the indirectly,
0: cinema. I know, but because it's the credits films, like everyone's walking out at that point. Um so that's often We're a, no way a, a for the close uh, credit soon. Yeah. It's often <laughs> so it a disadvantage. Yeah. Um and I don't know if it was eligible but I think the One Republic song is so much better. That was the one that became a big hit after uh, the film got released. It got to number 3 in the UK charts. Um well I don't think this Hold My Hand song got anywhere close. Someone mentioned in a tweet the other day about how they love how everything out of that came out of Top Gun Maverick became popular apart from this, which was going to be sort of like the one thing that um, people were expecting to be successful with. Nothing else was, so well, that's if, quite if funny. It wins that validates it a bit, but I just don't think it will. No, I don't think so. Um, I think it might be. RRR actually, now that you you mentioned that too. Yeah, because that's a good place to reward the film. I, mean, I know it's had a sort of a big campaign. Not nominated in the foreign language film category because it wasn't submitted by India. Um, but it'll be a good place to sort of reward the film. And I think it will yeah, have yeah, a no great year. performance. Great performance at the cinema. Oh, it's
1: gonna be fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um any final thoughts before we get on to the spoiler section? Uh if you
1: haven't well, you can't watch it in the cinema, so whoops, but give it give it give it a watch on the
0: biggest screen that you have oh. access to. It's worth it. It did get re-released into cinemas actually. Um I think it, might it was do again in, in January. Might do again. Um, but there's there was definitely enough appeal for it to have like multiple showings um several yeah. months after it came out, even when it was still out on Paramount Plus and out on DVD and everything like that. Um, such as the demand and success to watch the film and success of it. And rewatchability as well, I think is a big thing. Um it's certainly a film that's that's good fun. I um, I definitely recommend anyone to watch it. I think I I, I think it's my favourite of the the Oscar contenders that I've seen thus far. I've only got a couple left to see. Um, I think it's probably my favourite. Really uh, interesting. my favourite. It was my favourite live action film of last year. So, if I and and I'm not the, I'm not a massive fan of these type of type of films either. Like I I only saw it because of. Um, it's like awards contention and stuff, and I just loved it. I thought it was great, real good time. Yeah. Um. So it. yeah, <laughs> check it out if you haven't watched it. Uh, if you have seen it and you want to hear us talk more about the film in terms of spoilers and stuff, uh, the end of the film, that kind of thing, then continue listening. But uh, if you haven't, then uh, thanks for listening, and I'll see you later. But we're gonna go on to spoilers now. Okay. I can't
1: wait for Top Gun Rooster. The, yes. the sequel that Miles Teller pitched. You
0: Did know he know pitch- what it's
1: going to be about? Uh, yeah, that, that, that is what that's what, what it said. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but that is something that's been rumored for like a year now. My
0: guy uh, wants a job, doesn't he? Uh, he, just, he just he just wants uh, you know, Tom Cruise's not- salary.
1: <laughs> he wants he wants the, the, the passing of the torch to be very literal. When I don't I don't think it was supposed to be on uh, that level. That he then goes on to lead his own Top Gun film. I don't. I don't really see
0: that working out. Well, but I mean, you know, I watch it if it happens. I can tell why. I've just googled it. Right, guess how much Tom Cruise has earned from Top Gun Maverick. Oh, it's so a ba- bear in mind. Well. So bear in mind. So there's like a set fee that he got. He received, plus he had a percentage of the box office um, profits.
1: Fifty million.
0: Double it, a hundred mil. Hundred million. Yeah, became the he highest could, paid actor of the year, and he was only he, in one film. He could make like two,
1: maybe one and a half Mission Impossible films. Right? That's a <laughs> hundred million
0: dollars. Yeah, that eighty four yeah, million for the pounds. Back of his
1: own cash.
0: Yeah, it's mental. He's he's paid twenty million for the twenty million dollars for um for making the film. But then, because he took was, as a that, producer, I it would 100 be mil. about twenty million. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Um, no wonder Miles Teller wants to to, to have a bit of that. <laughs> well, uh, let's have a look. I don't know how
1: that film would work out.
0: <laughs> no, because he doesn't have the charisma
1: of. Um, he has charisma. a very limited sort of like, uh, let rookie sort of charisma that works so so well for the character. Like is, yeah. is is almost endearing in that sense, but as like a as a Maverick style character leading the film.
0: Yeah. I mean I he know. was paid three point five million dollars to appear in the film. Um not, in the supporting role. Change. Bear in mind for guess how much he was paid for Whiplash? Like I don't know, four hundred thousand. Eight thousand. Eight thousand? The lead role in whiplash it's what so it's, it's very low low budget it was only made for mil.
1: Was jk simmons like 20 30, he got, sure, I no mean
0: jk simmons was attached to the project before miles teller was because he was in the original short film
1: i think if well if he hadn't have been the film probably wouldn't have been made
0: yeah but then again it JK Simmons it wasn't like a massive star he was very much a character actor before that point, I don't think many people was were seeing films because of him necessarily.
1: Is not, notable enough to build a film? Around. Yeah, to, at to, least to for get, a limited
0: release. Yeah, for a guy that hadn't directed a uh, Hollywood film before, and Giselle, as I say, was he he made that short film with uh, J.K. Simmons, and then it was someone else as Andrew Naiman, um for uh, not that much. I think it was only like a thousand dollars maximum, feel that. and then played it at Sundance. Got, that happens um, a
1: lot with horror films. Film. You know, when that starts as like a short film, and then yeah. cast changes when it turns to a blockbuster. The director just gets more notable
0: casting. I always feel kind of bad for them. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Yeah, I guess so. But it is a good idea for anyone that's sort of like wanting to make films, wants to be a director, make a short film of your. If you've got like a screenplay, just make a short film with it first, and then and then get the try and get the, the the funds into makeup. But anyway, we're going off topic. Um yes, I want to talk about their relationship in the film. How that twist happens where we find out that Miles Teller is the he's the son of um the uh of the character from the first film who dies and um and we find out that Tom Cruise is the reason for that because he doesn't want Miles Teller to have the same outcome
1: yeah he blocked him from getting uh from
0: progressing in the academy and there's sort of like this um tension between the two which creates really good drama actually um and takes away from this sort of like feel good sort of feel to it and there's always this sort of added tension yeah Yeah, and then it has a better payoff when it um when the when the ending eventually happens actually tom cruise saves his life and stuff the action
1: stakes are very easy to overlook. I mean, it's a fun sequence, but what it's uh, the end when they're stealing a plane and trying to escape. But what, obviously, what it's really about is these two characters finally working together. Yeah. And it just feels so classic Hollywood in that sense.
0: And you know what's mad though? It's like normally, sort of, the, the issue with these Hollywood blockbusters is you know where they're going to go. So it's sort of like, oh, obviously the hero's going to survive. And yeah. stuff, but because of the first one, where the hero, where one of the heroes does die, you think, okay, there is this opening for this hero might not not necessarily die. There's not that much appeal for Top uh, Gun Maverick 2, so Tom Cruise doesn't necessarily have have to survive in, uh, with this. So it does and the give film that added after
1: him as well. That's yeah.
0: like that's a, that's a bit of a flag, especially as they killed off Val Kilmer like just before that. Um, in what is a very that sad. Was, bit, that was sad, sad
1: but I mean, excellent bit of bit of storytelling there. It's great he to see to him sort back. Of fly and, on
0: his own. Yeah, and um, integrating it with um, obviously Valcon was real life illness, which prevents him from uh, speaking properly, and integrating those two, not making it obvious, um, but just it, I think it's nice that he's there and has a part in the film. And I think that has it's a really good emotional scene. You get to see the sort of the funeral sequence and then sort of the um sort of how military people deal with um loss and those kind of things. I think it's important. His, uh,
1: he gets his own Iceman, doesn't he? In, in the form of uh Hangman, I think his name was that sort of is like enemy that, oh, that oh, becomes yeah. a friend,
0: yeah, 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 so because he he's really own, cocky There's a start. mirror there. Yeah, you su-
1: see, like it does so, work. Yeah, love the nicknames in the film.
0: Yeah, payback, so P- Fritz, P- coyote, P- Halo, Bob, Phoenix.
1: Yeah, good, good. I think that's a very good little joke there because obviously everyone's expecting more typically cool nicknames. So, how do we play with that? Yeah, so I'll just have a joke one. Yeah, and it but works. I think he was. The... I think in it, Another writer made that might have made that very cheesy and annoying.
0: So it did deserve its adapted screenplay nomination after all. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll leave it there then. Um thanks, Jamie, for coming on. Oh, thank you very much. And uh thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you um subscribe and follow depending on your uh podcast app of choice and make sure to um keep in touch with us on social media on Twitter Best picture underscore pod and Instagram Best Picture Podcast. And until next time, I'll see you later. Thank you and bye.